Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation for marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Entrepreneurial Innovations That Changed Everything. I'm your host, Timmy Bauer, and my guest today is Ivan Ants. He is the founder of Philanthro Investors. Ivan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tim. It's a pleasure to be with you today, and thank you for the invite. Yeah, it's awesome to talk to you as well. Let's go ahead and, and dive right in. Why don't you tell our listeners your story as an entrepreneur and uh, give us some uh, give us some context about your company? Yeah, so I am an entrepreneur since the age of seven. My first company, <laughs> my first company was uh, leasing my go kart to my kids' neighbors around my home. Wow. Uh, yes, and then I actually evolution from there. And at the age of 14, I actually put together the first uh, more bigger company, which was a company of four by four trucks training adults on how to use them in the mountains. And with that, I actually hired my first CEO. I was 14 years old and I understood the difference. And I think this has been one of my tipping points as an entrepreneur. I understood the difference between an entrepreneur, a founder, a chairman and a CEO from the ages for, of, of 14. Okay, let's just stop right there. So so you each of those things is a d- distinctly different thing. How so would you say? Okay, so basically the entrepreneur is the creator of the idea, the founder. And as you actually go into that, you know that the founder is there. It has one purpose. It has the purpose of, creating the dream, communicating, laying, laying out very correctly the vision and the goals of the organization for long term, the purposes of the organization, and to actually direct the chairman and the CEO towards the implementation of policy in order to accomplish the end result that the organization is there to accomplish. And you run into a very big problem when you mix the dreamer of the dreams, which who is the founder of the organization, and you put the dreamer of the dream into the day-to-day operations and all the mechanical things, you run into a problem because most of the times the dreamer of the dream is not it, it does not have the skills that are necessary to actually get people to comply, hmm. to actually put the systems in place that are actually need to be put there, which is actually more of the job of the executives of the company that are actually confronting and handling the day-to-day 
the operations in order to accomplish the goals as established by the founder. Yeah. Did you realize pretty early on that that's not a role that you want? Yes, I was um, 14 years old. <laughs> what what made you realize that you did not want that job? Because I, I actually realized the difference. I realized the difference that was it was not my skill set. I, uh-huh. I knew that I was not a business administrator. There is a difference between a business dreamer, a business designer, and a business administrator. It's three different it's three different functions, Timothy. Yeah. Yeah. You see? Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's let's continue. So we've only gotten as far as 14. Why don't you continue with your story? Yes, yes, yes. So then what happened is that then I continue developing business and and at the in, in multiple industries. And then at the age of around 10 years ago, to, to make it short, I am at 36 right now. So when I was 26. I actually thought, well, I actually accomplished all these businesses. I was running four companies with four CEOs. And then I thought, okay, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. And, but I was not feeling the level of happiness that I, that I wanted to feel. And I felt like accomplished in the entrepreneurial world of what I was doing, even with 26 so in that point, Tim, I actually said, wait a minute. I actually, now I'm going to be what? What I do? I have the four CEOs. What I do with my time now? Well, I will become an investor. I need to know how to manage my money. The yeah. business is sending me money. What I do with the money? So I fall in behind the speculative investment world. Why? Because I wanted to become not just an entrepreneur, with the millions that I was making, I wanted to become even more millionaire and super mega wealthy. And and that time, what I realized was the only way to make it fast and multiply the money is actually through the stock market and through, you know, becoming an investor in Forex, in Bitcoin and in all of this. So I fall behind the computer and I lost the purpose in life. Because entrepreneur, purpose. Entrepreneur has purpose. The entrepreneur has a lot of um, a game that is exciting. He's relating with life. What is yeah. life? Life, yeah. life is people. That's life. It's people. It's clients. It's staff. It's vendors. That's life. So when you go into the investment world, in the speculative investment world, you change a life of life, of real life for all your time during your entire day being behind numbers in a computer. You see how much less life is that? Yeah. And seeing a graph that goes up and goes down and goes up and goes down. So I lost all that purpose. And then becoming an, uh, an investor in the markets, I'd say, wait a minute, what is this? And I lost money and I make money, I lost money. It was just money for money. And then I realized I need to create something that it will take the entrepreneurs, it will give the opportunity to the entrepreneurs and the investors to be free from the speculative investment world and at the same time mm. grow their capital while they're helping others. Invest with the purpose. 
grow their capital while they are seeing the humanity improve, grow their capital while they receive not just cash flow, but fulfilling cash flow. And that yeah. was my realization. I like that. that. Not just cash flow, but fulfilling cash flow. Exactly. That's so, what it is. Okay. So tell me about philanthro investors. Okay. So then I actually went and realized, wait a minute, how I will make this happen. So I started by real estate. And I actually got, in 2010, the first family where I personally, I was driving my car in a private neighborhood, and I was, I'm driving this car, and then two kids in the back, they say, Daddy, 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 we want to live in this private neighborhood, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And the guy comes out of the car, and he says, Ivan, I cannot pay for your lot. It's $50,000. Well, I say, can you actually uh, take a loan in the bank and pay me? No, I do not qualify for the bank. And can you give me a, what can you give me as a down payment? How much you can pay me? And then, you know, I was thinking I will finance in six months or 12 months the balance. And he says, well, no, I cannot. I live paycheck to paycheck. And that's, you know, where the revelation came in. And I said, wait a minute, this is what I will do. I will actually finance 100% the lot as if I were the bank. To this family and I say you know what the lot is yours but how yeah how much can you pay per month and he says three hundred dollars a month I say okay the lot is yours you will pay me in 15 years or whatever amount of three hundred dollars a month is and then that started the movement for me that then I was living in Argentina and I realized I, I moved to I wanted to move this to the US because everything that is born in the US the world will copy Right? Yeah. Yep. So then I moved to the US in 2012. I started traveling and establishing and investigating this business. In 2014, I launched the first philanthropy investing company in the world, which is called equityandhelp.com. Equity and help. And what it does, the company, it actually, in the US, I, I exported this idea from Argentina to the US buying homes in foreclosure in bulk and then doing some basic repairs. And instead of getting the whole equity for me, just passing most of the equity to these families, passing most of the equity to these families. I love it. So, and then, but I'm curious how the business model works. Yes. Yes. Because that's only on real estate, but we are helping the 51% of Americans who do not qualify for a traditional mortgage, 51%. And we are actually helping them to be able to live in what we call the happy home. It's a process of steps that they need to complete in order to create this happy home. And when they complete it, the philanthropy investor can even give them one monthly payment for Christmas. (laughs) That's cool. Exactly. So he decides how much philanthropy he's doing in the, his investment. That's why it's philanthropy investing. It's the combination of the two words, philanthropy and investing. Yeah. It's, it's someone who wants to put his money and time and most importantly, engage emotionally to promote human welfare while making a financial return. So it's the combination of both worlds because the philanthropy investors 
the people itself knows that this planet has a lot of situations that needs to be fixed before we're, we put any energy of, uh, of taking the hum- humans to Mars. <laughs> not I mean? a fan of Elon Musk, Ivan? <laughs> <laughs> I love Elon. <laughs> he's, he's a great entrepreneur. Yeah. Maybe, what I am trying to what I am trying to do is look. Wait, wait for a minute. We have six thousand kids dying every single day of water-related diseases. Yeah. We have one point six billion families who do not own their home. We have an and ideal scene of the world. It's everybody has a place to call home, not just being a tenant. And we have eight percent of the populations that actually live in cities with good air quality. We have 160 million people that is affected by natural disasters. We have 940 million people with electrical, without electricity. We have the, the, the electrical wires that are all over the, the streets are the, the number six cause of death in the workplace in America Yeah, when they are not needed. We have 1.5 million of animals that are euthanized every year, just in the US. So with knowing all of that, and that's just, I tell you just a few things, but at the same time, we have $450 billion going to casinos and gambling places, 450 billions. And 90% of people lose money in the stock markets, bought new and seasoned investors. And this is not me, you can research and you will arrive to the, to the research companies that found the information. So you yeah. see the contrary, the contrary uh, force. The world is trying to improve. We say we are trying to improve the world. And the other side, we say, hey, here it is, all the money to the stock market, let's lose it. Uh, let's just play with it. And $450 billion going to gambling. And then on the other side, we have this speculative investment world that is creating not only parents yelling to their kids, not only divorces, but also suicides. And you can find them, find them all over the internet. Yeah. You see the yeah. point? So- it's, it's so, no, it's so clear to me. Your the purpose is shining through bright and clear. One, one thing I'm curious about is just how the business model works. How is it Tell me how it's good for the investors. So basically, the, the investor comes to philanthroinvestors.com and what they do is that they learn. They say, okay, I want to actually help families live in their own homes. Or I want to save liters of water in the, in the planet. Or I want to make more strong the, the structures so we can prevent earthquakes. And that's what we call the structural philanthropy investor. So we have the shelter or real estate philanthropy investor with yeah. equity and help, with equity and help representing us. Each of, these companies, each of these companies has a CEO. Philanthropy Investors Inc., which is the umbrella company and the company licensing the philanthropy investor brand and the models to the other companies, has its own CEO, Mr. Artie Martin. I am not the CEO of philanthropy investors. You see, because I told you. So (laughs) the CEO of the company has 50 years of experience in business management. I don't know business management. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. I love it. Take me, take me to a time. Well, I'm curious about two questions. One, one curiosity question I have is what are some big challenges that you're still today currently facing with what you're trying to do? And then I'm also curious about going back in time to a time when you felt like you were encountering a lot of challenges, but there was a tipping point towards success for your company. Okay. So the, the biggest challenges that I have actually found, it has been that building, building the team that actually, the different teams that actually is putting the systems together in place. Because once you communicate the vision, you need to find the correct players that are willing to put the systems in place and they have the knowledge of putting the systems in place because the business is just a, a synergy of systems. Yep. Right? So meaning systems by met- methods, you know, checklist and where the, the particle goes after moves from this place to another person and all of that. And then I will say that the, the tipping point was all, always was that point that just I shared with you when I was 14. The tipping point always it has been that imagine I arrived to the US and I am launching my first company there. What is the first thing that I did? Guess. Um, try to get a loan? I don't know. <laughs> no. I am not the loan. <laughs> I am not a loan believer. My companies do not have that. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> that was a wild no. guess. <laughs> exactly. No, I believe in creating and producing and being creative at the level that you don't need to go to the bank. You need to create and use your creativity to create a company from scratch and grow it organically. Yeah. Because the most ba- the higher... The most valuable thing that an entrepreneur has is the attention units, the attention that you have, the time on, you know, when you're thinking on this thing that you need to do and this thing that you need to do and it's bothering you, it's bothering you, it's yes. taking your creativity time. Yep. So having to think and the, use attention for the loan and getting the loan and then paying the loan and paying the interest and administering the loan and then putting the system and then paying all of that that time it can be used to actually create new sources of income for your business so you will become your own bank. Your business is your own bank. So the thing that I did, number one, team, was hire my CEO. Okay, awesome. I'm tracking with you. Continue. (laughs) So what I did, what I did actually, team, was I arrived to the U.S. I didn't knew one word in English. In 2012, I was very, very... Like, I will know, hello, bye, and how are you? And things like that. And I just self-taught myself English creating the business. That's awesome. So my, my tip, I will say my tipping point is don't believe that you are the smartest guy in your company. Just find, find the CEO, find an executive council, an executive team that will actually, you, you actually build people. Your people build your company. You don't build your company. You dream your company and you pass that dream to people that likes that dream and they want to actually make it a reality for the humanity because they see that it's something good for the humanity. And they will build your company because they are smarter than you. They have this, in my case, they are smarter than me. They know the systems and how to put this place here together and there and the other direction goes here and there, like 
where this process goes and belongs and how we, and the softwares and all of that. I don't know about that. Yeah. Ivan, I love it. Thank you so much for the, for the insights and your story is really awesome. How can listeners connect with you? Philanthroinvestors.com. Basically, they can actually go there or they can uh, invite me to LinkedIn. I am a LinkedIn. It's very open. They, you will find me there. I love it. Ivan, thank you so much for being on this podcast. You're welcome, my friend. And everybody have a, a wonderful uh, next few days, weeks, months, and years to come. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.